This is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan. Hello, and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. And if you're just tuning into the show for the first time, if you have a question or need more information about our discussion, please feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719 719- 2104242 and definitely visit us online at www.taraenolan.com while you're at the website click on the radio page to check out past shows and also subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play or Spotify. So don't hesitate to reach out. We are doing a lot of teleconference phone calls as our initial meeting because we're trying to do our social distancing, but definitely reach out because getting your financial house in order is always a good thing to do. So today we're going to be talking about whether or not it's time to break up with your bank. And this always starts with education. So we're going to give you a lot of good questions to consider because taking responsibility and being in the driver's seat with your finances is always about education and having all the information you can get. But before we jump into that, let me check in with our awesome co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? Well, after that awesome introduction, uh, how could I be doing anything less than awesome? Uh, I feel great today. Uh, doing good. Glad to be here on the show. Thanks again for having me, Tara. Uh, we have fun with the show, and it is all about education. I know you love uh, to keep us educated when it comes to our finances, and uh, this is a, a good, fresh topic. Uh, we've never really touched on this one before. Uh, talking about uh, maybe it's time to break up with your bank, why and how. So uh, good good advice uh, is coming in the show. I know you have a lot of tips for us. So before we get into that, though, you know, it's crazy uh, out there right now. And a lot of people uh, are going through transitions. And I, you know, I was talking with somebody before the show, Tara, and we were talking about trying to see the positives and what were the positive aspects. And you don't want to make light of a tragedy because a lot of people are going through hardship right now. But I think it's helpful for us to look at, hey, there are some positive things that have come out of this. Uh, one of the main ones is uh, I don't have to wear pants. Uh, I'm wearing my shorts because I'm working from home. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, uh, casual wear uh, is every day now. But uh, other than that, I think people are, you know, maybe this is a good time to reevaluate where they're at financially. People are being forced to make spending plans and spend less. And, uh, you know, I think that's really a plus. But you know what, Tara, I've uh, I've grumbled uh, about banks before and we'll get into that. But first, how are you doing? How's everything going there? Well, Tony, it's it's really interesting that you asked that because I was just sitting here reflecting on, you know, I have my undergrad in biochemistry and a master's degree in cell and molecular biology. So oh, wow. I have in my past 
in my past life, especially when I was teaching biology at the academy, we used to go into these discussions and looking at like the Black Plague and looking at the Spanish flu because these these viruses and this pandemic is it's not uh, it's not pleasant, but it's also not totally unexpected. And I think one of the things I used to do as an educational event in class is we would watch the old movie Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> I love that movie. That's actually a good one. That's funny. Uh, Outbreak, thinking about that now. But, you know, look at it. I mean, you know, we talk about it. They make movies about it. I, there's even a newer movie called Contagion. I don't know if you've seen that. That's, well, I have, uh, Tony, but Outbreak had yeah. C-130s in it, so I, I tend to like that show a little better. Oh, yeah. That's also what I flew. <laughs> It did. Outbreak was a great movie. So uh, that's true. You you flew the C-130s. And I didn't know, I don't know if I knew about that degree uh, that you had. And it is relating to this. So uh, that is kind of fascinating. Uh, but, and it can be hard to look at uh, the positives of a global pandemic. I, I know that. Um, and that's why we're going to also talk about financial stuff that you still need to be concerned with. It doesn't stop uh, your bank. You still have to do banking even during a global pandemic, right? You know, exactly, Tony. And I think the message I'd like to to have everybody think about it, it applies to the pandemic, but it applies to your finances, is you don't need to be scared, but you do need to take it seriously. And you yeah. need to take the action that you can take because you don't want to bury your head in the sand to do nothing but you don't need to be artificially positive or negative. It's just take care of your business. Yeah. Take care of business. And speaking of that, uh, you know what, Tara, I've heard people, I've heard so many people complain about their bank. And I, like I said, I've grumbled about my bank from time to time, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have as well. So when it comes to finding a new bank that might make you grumble a little less, <laughs> what are some of the things that we could be looking for? Well, Tony, let me start out today. So I think especially since most of us are at our home, now's the time to get out your pencil and paper because I'm going to give you six things to consider. And then, we're, of course, we're going to discuss them. So, Tony, if it makes sense to you, I'm just going to go ahead and give everybody the six things that they should consider so everybody can get those written down. And then we'll get into the conversation. All right. That sounds good. What are the six things? Okay. So number one, what are you currently paying in fees and i'll say that again i'll say each one of them twice that way you have a chance to write them down so number one what are you currently paying in fees and number two do you want more modern features number three do you want a bank that you can be proud of that's an interesting one number three do you want to work with a bank that you can be proud of number four do you want higher savings account interest who doesn't? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that's a big yes. <laughs> so number four again, do you want higher savings account interest? Number five, do you want to simplify? Always. Number five, do you want to simplify? And for number six, are you just ready for a change? And so number six again, are you just ready for a change? Or is, is the little river? Or is the little river band once saying, "Are you ready for a cool change?" Right, right. <laughs> so so those are the, the, the six things that we're going to consider today. So um, hopefully everybody got those written down and, and we can get into it. Yeah. Well, I think except for the first one, which wasn't a yes or no question, the rest were yes or no questions. And I can uh, strongly say yes. 
<laughs> to all of those. Yeah, modern features, a uh, bank I can be proud of, uh, higher higher interests, uh, simplify a change. Yes, 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 yes. So, um, uh, but uh, that's quite the list. And I think this is going to be very educational. Um, but for our audience, uh, we should probably start with the first one, the discussion about fees. You know, I know, I'm sure I'm paying fees at my bank, Tara, but I have no idea uh, what I'm paying. I'll be honest. I'm sure if I really went through my statements, I might discover I'm paying more than I thought. I don't know. You know, this is a great place to start, Tony, because every every one of us, we hear fees. We're like, oh, we don't want to pay fees. And while that's a, a good initial response, here's my first statement is a fee is OK if you're getting a value for the fee. The problem with fees is when you're paying a fee and you don't really need to be paying that fee. And so this is, you know, this is always a thing with banks, right? Because they're all in competition with each other. So they'll have different uh, specials that they run and different things. But what I tend to find, Tony, it happens with banks and sometimes with like your your home interests or your car interests. Sometimes you have to, to shop around because it seems like you might get a good introductory offer, but then if when you're not paying attention, that the fees will start to creep in. And it's just a natural part of life. And it, so you want to make sure that you know what you're paying. Because like, let me give you an example, Tony, is I had a client that was with a local bank. And in order to earn any interest at all, they had this requirement that they had to have $25,000 in a savings account. Whoa. And that's quite the requirement. That's quite a requirement. And as a financial planner, Tony, I encourage people to have emergency funds, but $25,000 that's only earning, you know, 0.3% interest, uh, I can generally do better than that for my clients. So it was a little bit of a conflict to say, well, I don't recommend you have, you know, you want some emergency funds so you have liquidity and you have access, but that's a lot of money to have sitting around that's just not working for you because I think money should have a job. Well, yeah, you should put your money by saying your money should have a job. As you're always saying, Tara, you mean you should put your money to work for you, right? Make sure it's earning, take advantage. With $25,000, you want to take advantage of compounding interest. And I'm sure that in that account, you could have it somewhere where you could be making, uh, with not much more risk, you could probably be making a lot more. Um, You know, uh, that all depends uh, on a lot of different situations, but yeah, you need to make sure you're doing the smart thing. That's a lot of money to require to have in a savings account that's making like probably 1% at this point. So these are things that you just want to check and make sure, Tony, right? Because right, like at the end of the day, you get to make your decision and do what you want to do. But sometimes there's things like that where when you think it through a little bit, you're like, hmm, I wonder if every bank does that or is that just my bank? So, so when we get into fees, again, a fee in and of itself is not bad but you need to be getting some kind of value for that fee. Yeah. And those are all great points. And I'm definitely going to go through the fine print on my bank statement. Now, uh, when it comes to fees, uh, one that's really bugged me is ATM fees. Uh, I, I'm, you know, uh, I, I don't want to have to pay a fee to get access to my own money. Well, you know, that's an ongoing thing. And it's kind of funny, Tony is as I, I find I carry cash less and less often. Because oh yeah. Now the world I think has everyone become does. so, so on board with that. So, I mean, one of the easiest things is to definitely, if you can have a bank that's close to where you live, something that's easy access, you know, on your commute or, or by your grocery store, generally your local bank doesn't have ATM fees. 
But um, and it kind of depends, though, Tony. Some people have a life where they travel a lot. So I actually have for myself, Tony, I have a local credit union that I work with. But then I also have Chase Bank. And the reason I do that is when I travel internationally, Chase is a big enough bank that I generally can always get money even in China or Europe or wherever I travel. So, you know, again, Tony, I think this is one of the things I talk about with a lot of my advice is don't start with the solution, start with the problem. What problem are you trying to solve? And so for me, the question is for ATMs is I need access to cash. And, and when is it that I need access to cash? And the time when I really need cash is usually when I'm traveling overseas. So that then that drives me back to the decision to say, well, in addition to my local credit union, I'm going to want a pretty well-known international bank for to serve that purpose. Yeah, if you travel a lot, you're going to want a really a nationally or internationally known bank uh, because that way you can access uh, their ATMs are all over. Uh, but a lot of banks are regional. A lot of banks are small. A lot of credit unions are small. And that that can be advantageous in some areas, uh, and disad, you know a dis, it can be a disadvantage in others. Obviously, so it depends on what your needs are. Like you say, do you travel a lot? Of course, hopefully no one's traveling right now. But uh, some people have to travel. You know, if you're uh, an over-the-road truck driver, for example, uh, you're going to want uh, a bank that you can probably access anywhere uh, without those fees, right? Right, Tony. So it goes back to what problem are you trying to solve? Start there. <laughs> right. So. There you go. And it, that's that that makes perfect sense. So, uh, again, excellent advice. It, um, it reminds me, Tony, of like when you go shopping and it was it was two for one. I got a deal. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. But, and but, you, but you didn't need either of those things. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Uh, two for one. I better get it. But I didn't even need one. Now I have two. Right. Yeah, that's the, that's the problem. Well, uh, and another thing, our uh, savings account, we mentioned this briefly. You mentioned savings account interest rates. I mean, right now it's at or near zero, right? It really is. And this is one, Tony, again, it goes back to the question of why do you have a savings account? So I always recommend that people have a savings account with about three to six months of um, money just for emergencies. So that you have, and the whole point is easy access. So the point of that money is not to earn a lot of interest. I mean, that's a good side benefit, but the primary focus of that money is easy access. So that's what you're going to look at for a savings account. But, you know, like, let's just put it in a context, Tony. I mean, if you have $10,000 in a savings account, you know, that's about 50 bucks a year. It's not a lot of money. But um, so you, here's the thing you have to balance is banks will run specials now and again, and they'll bump it up from like 0.1 to 0.5 to 0.6. Just kind of look and say, OK, well, how much money is that going to be versus the workload it's going to cause for me to change everything? And so it may or may not be the best decision. And just remember that the savings account, the point of that money is to have easy access. So that's kind of the point of that. And so you just don't want to look at that as a, a deciding factor for I'm going to move my money around because you can move it around a lot. But the point is, is if you have money in the bank in a savings account for emergency money, you don't want to have that account overfunded. Tony, you don't know how many people I'll find that have, you know, one to two hundred thousand dollars in their savings account because they end up saving money and then they don't know what to do with it but they don't want that money to be at risk so it just kind of sits there because they just don't know what to do with it one more time with that number and then we're going to take a quick break 
Sure, Tony. So for the folks listening today, the takeaway that I'm really trying to get across is asking good questions and making good evaluation questions when you're looking at changing things in your finances. So for people who are ready to, to make that leap and get their financial plan for success in order, Chris and I have set aside 20 complimentary appointments for the first 20 callers. Tony, that number is 719-210-4242. And Tony, this is really for the folks listening today that are ready to take some action and get their financial plan for success working for them. Awesome. Thanks, Tara. Listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more about banking uh, with our host, Tara Nolan, right after this. There may have been a time when the ups and downs of the stock market were exciting, but if you're retired or near retirement, for you that time has passed. A predictable return, a predictable income, and security may not be exciting, but your needs usually change as you grow older. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable instead of an exciting financial plan, call Tara Nolan Advisory Services. We focus on crafting financial strategies that aren't exciting, but effective. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 719-210-4242 or visit us online at TaraEnolan.com. And welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. And if you need any more information about what you're hearing on the show, please feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. Definitely visit us online at www.taraenolan.com. While you're there, you also want to click on the radio page. You can check out past shows. And you can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify, is going to give a lot of educational topics that may be of interest for you. So yeah. today we've been talking about how do you know when it's time to break up with your bank? <laughs> I love this topic, Tara. And this has been a real eye-opening discussion for me. And, and I'm already convinced that I need to weigh my current bank against other options. So what else do you have for us on this topic? Well, Tony, the next thing we want to get into is whether or not your bank is providing you with all the modern tools and technologies that you need. You know, we live in a smartphone world, so it's super important that you're able to access banking information on our phones. And I, I'm chuckling to, as I'm talking about this because I am so resistant to change in my own life. And here I am sharing with everybody that you should be open to it. <laughs> <laughs> But, well, Tara, I know you like things a certain way, uh, but you're you say that, but you're pretty open to change. I mean, that things change in the financial world all the time and you love finding out about it, getting educated and then helping your clients understand the changes to things like uh, their taxes and their uh, retirement accounts, things like that. Correct. I, I do, Tony. And I'm so lucky that, you know, my husband and my partner, Chris, He's wonderful because he's the opposite of me. He loves everything new and, and it's now become regular in our life, for example, that we can cash our checks just using our phones. And and it's and now that I understand how to do it, it's so easy that it's, of course, I've adapted it because now going to the bank is really just not a chore that I have to do anymore. No, no one. We don't have to go to the bank. I can use my phone to do all my banking and budgeting. So obviously... If uh, I was researching a bank to find a new financial home, I want to look for, make sure there's not a lack of reliable and cutting edge technology, because that would be an absolute deal breaker. And I think even most of the small banks are, are catching up, 
but they're not all quite there. So I think you want to find a bank that does offer all the things you need. Maybe even download their app and look it over, uh, you know, and look at the features, see how hard it would be to use. Honestly, that could be a deal breaker for some people, right? You know, Tony, it really can, because as you get more savvy, and I I think with the younger generations coming up for sure, they know how to use spreadsheets and databases, and they're not afraid to use technology. So there's nothing more frustrating, especially if you're trying to be responsible and use some kind of a a third-party financial tool like Mint or Tiller to, to manage your budget, and then your bank doesn't even allow you to download your data. And, you know, simple things, Tony, for us, when we go to do our taxes, I really like it when I can go into my bank and download my, my credit card statements and my bank statements for the year so that I can just sit down and organize my taxes very easily. It's very frustrating when you try to go and pull records and then the bank has a requirement that you've got to put in a request and wait five days and, and when a lot of banks just do it instantly. Right. And see, there you go. I think technology is so important Uh, So if your bank isn't providing you with the tools you want, or maybe they're blocking your ability to share your financial data with the apps you want to use, it might be a sign that it's time to find a new bank. Well, you know, absolutely, Tony, because that's the thing is we live in a society where there's a lot of options. And so it's it's hard. But if a bank isn't providing you what you need, it's a, a shift. I think in our older, especially my grandparents' generation, the bank used to be kind of an authority figure in your life where with these days there's so many options and and with technology the banks have to earn your business yeah they really do that that is a really good point so um if your bank isn't giving you the tools you need you know i i think that's important so but you're saying that banking can be simple right you know it really should because that's one of the the good things about good technology is is as it improves it works easily. You don't have to spend a bunch of time figuring out how to click through. They've gotten a lot of uh, good research going on the data interface to make it easy to use. Because if it's not easy to use, then it's not a good tool. And so with our banking process, it really is, banking is just a tool that we need to, to pay for things, to buy things, and it shouldn't take a lot of our time to figure out how to use the bank. So simplification, that's a huge, I, I love simplification because I have other things I want to do with my time than spending it with the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Simplifying is great. And and uh, let's not forget the passwords. Uh, that is something you could simplify. Uh, one bank uh, means maybe just one password. Uh, and that would be it for me. The episode might as well be over. You've convinced me. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, Tony, because we know that a good practice is that you want to change your password every six months because that's just good. The best thing you can do against hacking and keeping your account safe is changing your password. So if all you have to do is change one password, Tony, I agree. You've, you've won me over because I have a list of passwords. And if I have, when I have to go through and change all of them, it, that is a chore I don't look forward to. So one password and then I just keep that updated every six months. Done. Done. I, I like it. So uh, Money Talks, uh, what do you have next for us? So, you know, the next thing we have to look at is thinking about, you know, whether you have a checking or savings account or you use that bank's credit card, you're creating revenue for them. So, you know, you just want to make sure is your bank acting ethically or is it in the news for all the wrong reasons? I mean, we've seen the different large banks out there, I won't name names, but that have done things like, 
I, Tony, I did have a client come in with one of these large banks and no kidding, this guy had 15 different checking and savings accounts with over $200,000 spread amongst the accounts. And Tony, he had an unpaid credit card bill of $40,000. Yikes. And with all with the same bank. And he could have easily paid off that credit card. He was carrying debt for no reason, paying interest on a credit card debt. And there was just absolutely no reason for him to have that many accounts. But it was, you know, an, an older person and that, you know, every month or, you know, every so often they were just sending him applications to say, hey, you know, open this account. It's going to have great interest rate. And he just kept doing it. And wow. there was no one at the bank that called him up and said, you know, sir, you probably could consolidate these into one or two accounts. You don't need 15. Right. Right. And so I think that's a huge point. You want to make sure, you know, ask around, talk to people who use it. And I think that that's really good. So um, we're going through a a checklist of things uh, to ask yourself before you switch banks. And I know there's uh, some more things, another checklist uh, about choosing banks that you have for us, right? Well, once you've made a decision to change banks, you definitely want to have that transition go smoothly. So definitely you want to choose a bank that has a solid reputation and makes you feel comfortable. But you also want to work with a company that's going to help you make the transition. It shouldn't be hard, right? You shouldn't, you should be able to have good customer service. And this is a good time to go. Are they helping me or are they making it difficult? Yeah, exactly. So I've even heard that uh, some banks will help you do a lot of the switching over for you. Is that true? A lot of them will, and they should because they're earning your business, so they should be taking care of you. Yeah, yeah, good point. I, I think that's great. So uh, what steps should our listeners take with their employer to make sure uh, their automatic deposits don't go into the old account that they're trying to close out? Well, you always want to make sure when you're setting up your new accounts, and this is the part, Tony, that I think that stops a lot of us from making a switch when we should. Yep. It's just you've got to go through and check those uh, the the automatic routing, you know, I have to do it with my military paychecks and I have to do it with the different companies I work with. And it's just one of those things that some things you can streamline, Tony, and some things you can't. You just have to make sure the numbers are correct. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a good point. I think that's one thing my wife and I are still at a small bank that her and her mother worked for for years. So we're still there. And it was in the small hometown she grew up in. And we've uh, we've wanted to switch for a long time. And we've thought about switching, but it's like, wow, we have so many direct deposits and we've been doing it there so long that, you know, you feel entrenched like you can't you can't escape. Uh, But I think uh, this discussion is uh, changing my mind about that, that it might be worth it. It's always worth it. And Tony, I always encourage, especially if you've had a long time relationship with the bank, you you can ask them the questions and say, hey. I see these other banks have these features. Is this something that you can offer or you're going to offer? I mean, you don't have to just just leave. You can always try to to repair the relationship. I think that's always worth the question. Well, Tara, one more time with the the phone number and the web address for our listeners out there so they can get a hold of you and set up that virtual meeting. Sure, Tony. So Chris and I have set aside 20 complimentary appointments for those first 20 callers. That number is 719-210-4242. For those folks listening that are really ready to start taking control of their finances and be in the driver's seat with their financial plan. 
Join us soon for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care and we'll talk with you next time. Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at taraenolan.com. Tara Nolan and Tara Nolan Advisory Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.